Right on, right on, right on. How you guys doing today? Good. I know you're like, why are you preaching from your computer? Because I spilled something on my iPad today and it broke. Yeah. But the Lord's still good. <laughs> Y'all are so dumb. It's good to see you guys today. I love being with you guys. We're starting a new series called FYP. Which, you know, because you're young, that stands for? For You Page, exactly. Um, if you don't know what For You Page is, first of all, it's a little weird because you're young. But second of all, it's basically the selection of videos that comes up on your For You Page based on videos that you've already liked. Or if you're on Instagram, it's not like a TikTok. It's called a reel. And I'm going to be honest, For You Page kind of freaks me out a little bit. And I think you could learn, Pastor Kevin, thank you. I was so parched. Um, I think you could learn a lot about somebody from looking at their For You page. Right? I'm seriously, just look at some, I was with some kid, he was in youth, I'm not going to tell you who he was, and on his For You page, it was nothing but very literally dressed women. And I was like, hmm, why is this on your For You page? He's like, I don't know, like the video scrolled up. I was like, well, that's why it's on there. If you look at, if you look at my wife Eden's, it's pretty much nothing but dog videos and curly hair product videos. That's it. If you look at my brother Michael's, same thing. So, just saying. For you, Faith, kind of creeps me out, man. Like, I feel like the fact that there's an algorithm that knows so much about me or, like, that somebody can program that. Like, I feel like there's some little nerdy stranger somewhere in the world that knows me way too well. And one day I'm going to meet him. I'm going to meet him. I'm going to be at a coffee shop. In Utah, this guy gonna be what? What would you name him? Rob. Y'all both said Rob. Oh, that was weird. So some guy named Rob Bob is gonna come up to me, and he's like, "Hey man, what do you think about the Bible, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and meal prep containers?" And I'm gonna be like, "You're my algorithm guy." I don't know. Anyway. Story's called For You Page, because we're literally talking about how the gospel is for you. Everybody say, for me. I don't care where you're from. I don't care what kind of house you're raised in. I don't care if your parents believe. I don't care if you're raised in church. The gospel is definitely for you, and every message is titled with a social media theme. So today, I want to preach from you to you from the title, Real or Real? Everybody say, Real, real. or Real? We live in a world where people want to show you their real self. Not their real self, right? It's kind of kind of normal. Just, you like that pun? <laughs> like that play on words? Um, me and my wife, Eden, we made a TikTok like a few months back. She wanted to do is like some dumb couple dance, but I'm a good husband, so I obliged. And I said, cool. And so we did it. Thank you, Josh. You should sit here more often. This is fun. So we did it. And I'm like a perfectionist, so after one take, I was like, no, not good enough. My hips need to be more fluid. I didn't say that. But... Um, but we, we, we did it more, right? And I would love to say, like, oh, we only spent, like, 30 minutes on it. We started, like, around lunchtime. And with the video I posted, it was, like, night outside. And I was like, oh, my God, that took all day. My mom came up. She was like, Jackie, that was such a good dance. Moms gas you up about literally nothing. And you're like, thanks, Mom. But I told her, like, that was the real representation of me, not the, the real representation of me. If you'd have seen it at first, it was terrible. But... People do it all the time. You ever meet somebody, and uh, I, I'm trying not to be mean, because ladies do this a lot. 
no shade. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there because it's going to help me preach later. You ever meet somebody and then later you follow them on Instagram? And the person you followed on Instagram looks nothing like the person that you just met in person. They done filtered themselves a new face, a new body, a new, sometimes it's a new personality. You ever talk to somebody? This happens a lot with junior high kids, but don't tell them I said that. You meet them and you're like, what's up, bro? And then they're real quiet and awkward. They're like, hi. And you're like, what's, what's going on? What are you into? They're like, I'm into nothing. And you're like, what? And then they'll like, I'll get a, a notification. So-and-so follows you on Instagram. So I'll click it, figure out who it is. And then you look at their Instagram version of themselves and they're like, hey, guys, just popping on. Going to review this new styrofoam. I don't know. And so, and so literally, it, it confuses me. I'm like, what? Like, you are not like that in person. But we do it all the time. We have this tendency to put our best foot forward to portray the self that we want to portray. It's not a social media thing. It's a human thing. Like, people have been doing this since way before social media was a thing. And I'm going to show you in the story today how this lady um, that Jesus meets at the well forever changes her life. She kind of does the same thing. And it's interesting. And the truth that I want you to know here, I'm going to finish with it. But here's the thing. You can't meet the real Jesus if you don't show him the real you. Okay? So everybody say, you can't meet the real Jesus if you don't show him the real you. This isn't a shock to anybody, and, and it is what it is. But, like, okay, God doesn't care if you can sit here and worship him and sing songs, whatever. If you can't also leave and talk to him about what's really going, like the fact that you almost cussed somebody out at school because they made you mad. He's not really impressed with the real self. He wants to see the real self. Does that make sense? Because if you don't show him the real you, how can he really love you? He can't. He can just love the fabricated version of you that you're giving him. So what I'm going to show you is that Jesus, uh, you can't meet the real him until you meet the real you. But most of the time, we tried to hide ourselves in two ways. Hide our, our, our real selves in two ways. I'm going to show you in this story. It starts in John chapter 4. 4 verse 7, Jesus is on his way from Judea going to Galilee. And it says this. You got the underlying part. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan of Sychar near the field that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please, give me a drink. Now here's what you don't know yet, okay? This Samaritan woman had a lot of baggage. She had made and was still making a lot of bad decisions that caused people to push her away, people to hate on her. And you can't really tell unless I explain it to you, but she's actually doing everything in her power to avoid people. Watch. Put verse 6 and 7 back up. It says this. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, he sat wearily beside the well about when? Noontime. noontime. So noontime. Soon a S Samaritan woman came to draw. Listen. Noontime is the hottest part of the day. Nobody back then would go to the well to get water at noontime. It was miserable. They would either go in the very beginning of the morning when the sun was coming up, or they would go at the end of the night when the sun was coming down. It was cool, and it was actually like a social thing. The girls would sit around the well, and they would talk. How's your family? How's your kids? Cool. Right? It was just a social thing, morning or night, but never in the noontime. But this lady was trying to hide who she was so badly that she would literally go in the hottest part of the day because at the end of the day, she would rather be alone than rejected. 
And it's really crazy because it shows us how we still try to hide our real self. And here's the first way. The first way we hide our real self is by avoiding people. Everybody say avoiding people. This breaks my heart because it happens all the time today. I mean, like, you know those kids who sit by themselves at lunch? This was her. You know those kids that people talk about but nobody really talks to? This was her. People knew what she did, but they didn't know who she was. Yes, she had made mistakes, but surely who, who did she have that could see past her past and actually her personality? She was a lady. Of, I'm, I'm sure she had a sense of humor. I'm sure she had likes, dislikes, hobbies, interests, gifts, talents, but nobody knew that because they just knew what she did and assumed that they knew who she was. And God really put it on my spirit to encourage us today. Listen, just because you might know what somebody has done does not mean you know who they are. It doesn't work like that. Jesus didn't treat her like that. Everybody else did. And I don't know what kind of version of Jesus you've been sold. Okay? I don't know if you think of Jesus like the second you make a mistake, he's mad at you. Or, or I don't know. But the Jesus in my Bible was the type of person who would literally sit at the well in the hottest part of the day, inconveniently, because he knew there was going to be a woman there who had a lot of dirt on her name, a woman who nobody really liked, but at the end of the day, he could see the diamond under the dirt, and he cared to get to know who she was. That's the kind of God we have, and what's funny is 20 minutes after this conversation with Jesus, this lady is literally going to go to her village and preach the gospel to all these people and start revival in her city. She literally had a gift of talking, but nobody knew that because they were so busy talking about her, not to her, but Jesus knew her. And so what you need to know, I don't know what you walk in with. I don't know if you have a lot of shame for things that you've done and people have made you feel like God looks a certain way at you. But what you have to know is the God we have is one where even if you try to avoid people, he will run you down. Even if you do your best to avoid everybody, he says, now nah, the thing is I leave 99 and I go for the one. So I'm going to find you. <laughs> I'm going to find you. And I'm going to let you know that I see that there's potential in you. And you might have done a lot of things, but what you did isn't necessarily who you are. Now, if you're not a Christian... What that means is you need to take that seriously, and you need to be like Jesus. Who are the kids that people leave out? Who are the people that have reputations but you don't really know? Because the truth is there was a revivalist inside that lady who made a lot of bad decisions. Who do you look at as a Christian and say, you know what? My God was able to see the diamond under the dirt, and that's my job too. That's my job to look at people and be like, man, there's a lot in you. Who are you? Not just what have you done, but like what are your gifts? What are your talents? What are the dreams in your heart? This lady was trying to avoid people, but Jesus tracked her down. He wanted her to have a real relationship. But here's the thing. There's a price to real relationships. Everybody say there's a price to real relationships. And Jesus is about to ask her to pay it. See, Jesus asked this lady. Hold up. Let me sip. G what the? Purified drinking water. It's holy water. I don't know. Okay. Jesus asked this lady. He's like, hey, give me a drink. And she's confused because he's a Jew and she's a Samaritan. And Jews and Samaritans, they hated each other. There was a lot of racism. Basically, Jews thought that Samaritans were just like an impure, half-blooded race, and they did not like them whatsoever. And so she is so confused that a Jew is talking to her. And she's like, why are you, a Jew, talking to me and asking me for a drink? And Jesus kind of claps back, and he's like, well, if you knew who I was, you'd be asking me for living water that never runs dry. 
Now, he was talking, he was talking about the fact that he could eternally save and satisfy her soul. But she thought he literally meant he had like some unending water. And she's like, well, it's hot out here. So I'm down for that because I hate walking here. So in verse 15, she's like, please, sir, the woman said, give me this. Then I'll never be thirsty again, and I don't have to come here to get water. So she wants what Jesus offers, okay, even though it's impartially correct. Now watch what Jesus does. Verse 16, he says, go get your Jesus told her. Verse 17, she said, I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband. Verse 18, for you've had how many? One more time. Cinco. You have had five husbands, and the man that, and you aren't even to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. That's pretty jacked up, man. I mean, not jacked up, but it's like, Jesus, simmer. Man's coming for heads. So now you know why nobody wants to be friends with her. She's a little floozy. Everybody's like, well, she was with him, then him, then him, then him, then him, and now she's living with him. She had a bad reputation, but Jesus stops, and he's like, I'll talk to you. In fact, I'll save you. But to do that, he starts a real conversation, not a surface-level conversation, a conversation about the real her. And now look at what her response is, okay? She says in verse 19, sir, she probably so, felt so awkward. Sir, the woman said, you must be a, obviously, something like that. Verse 20, so tell me, why is it that you insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship? Well, we Samaritans claim it's here at Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors worship. Let me ask you a question real quick. What did her response have anything to do with his? Not, not one iota, not one cent. She's, say it louder. She's avoiding. One more time. She's avoiding it. She changes the subject. And when we are trying to hide our real self, if we don't avoid people, the second thing we do is exactly what she did, and we avoid problems. Listen, Jesus wants to help this lady. He's not bringing up all this stuff to just throw it in her face. He wants to heal her of her regrets, of her sins, of her wounds. And so he's got to get real, but Jesus cannot heal what you hide. Everybody say, Jesus can't heal what I hide. You remember when you were a kid? And you scrape your knee or you scrape your elbow. So the adult in your house grabbed the hydrogen peroxide. And you'd always ask the same darn question. You say, is that the stingy stuff? And every adult you ever thought cared about you lied in that moment. And they said, no, this isn't the stingy stuff. It doesn't hurt at all. And then they pour it. And what happens? Psst. You see all this white pus coming out of your knee. And you're like, ah! And you, you just start pulling your knee away, and they're like, give me it. And you're like, no. And you're like, give me it. No. And you don't care that it might be infected. You don't care that it might get worse. All you know is that it hurts. But they're like, if you don't give it to me, I can't heal it. And the truth is, it's kind of the same with God. God cannot heal what you hide. He's not going to do it. And here's the thing. Here's our dilemma, okay? Our hurts need healed, but sometimes it hurts to heal. Our hurts need heal, but sometimes it hurts to heal. 
And so Jesus is like, hey, we need to talk about this. Go get your husband. It's like, that's a painful conversation. He's like, I know, but I want to make it better, and we got to address this. So if God's going to heal it, you got to stop hiding it. Maybe there's things that God's trying to get you to be real about, and you got to understand that this is just the way he works. Maybe God's wanting you to be real about how you're surrounded by people all the time, but at the end of the day, you still kind of feel alone, and you're like, oh, I'm not going there. That's weird. People are going to look at me weird if I actually tell somebody that. That's the stingy stuff, God. And he's like, okay, but I can't heal it if you keep hiding it. And then you're like, God, I don't want to tell everybody that I really have a lot of bitterness in my heart towards this person, but Honestly, I think it's getting to the point where it's affecting all my relationships, not just this one. But if I say that, people are going to look at me weird. And he's like, okay, you can keep concealing it. But at the end of the day, if you're hiding it, I'm not healing it. So you got to pick. Are we going to do the stingy stuff or not? Here's my thing. Maybe you're thinking, Pastor G, I'm confused, though, because, like, when she was talking to Jesus, he was right there. This is how my mind thinks. Like, it's harder for me to talk to Jesus because he's not here. So how does God heal me? Well, that's a complicated thing, definitely through his word. That's why you should be here. That's why you should be listening. That's why you should be learning. Definitely through his uh, spirit, the Holy Spirit, praying. We're going to talk about that next week. But let me show you another way Jesus heals you, okay? Verse, James 5, verse 16 says this. Confess your sins to and pray for each other so that you may be healed. That's a big statement. It says when you're able to confess your sins to each other and pray for each other, you'll be healed. So here's my question to you. Who do you have that's like a real friend, a real relationship? That can, there's two stipulations for a real, a real friendship, by the way. You got to be able to talk to them about you, honestly, and they got to be able to point you to God, honestly. Who do you have in your life that's like that? I don't, I, I don't think a lot of people do, and so a lot of people are so relationally disconnected, and their healing is just waiting for them on the next side of some relationship that they can be their real self with. Let me see how, how long I have to preach. Hold on. Hold that thought. No, dude, I always get booed off stage by the main service because they get off. I got three minutes. All right, we got we to gotta land this plane. Listen, Jesus will heal you through his word, through prayer, but also through his people. I was talking to this guy who had been in church for over a decade. Listen to this. This blew my mind. This happened two weeks ago. I was talking to a guy who had been in church for over a decade. But he had just felt like he was so, like, he hadn't gone anywhere in his faith. Like, God wasn't doing anything new in his life. But he decided, you know what? I'm going to actually get real with some people. I'm going to open up about the real me. And caveat, it's not everybody. you got to trust these people. But he finally had this group of friends, and he opened up to them about his pornography addiction, about the fact that his dad was never around, and so he had insecurities, that he'd never be a good dad, that he'd never be a good husband. He had wounds from that. He was having some awkward conversations, but some real conversations, some healing conversations. And he said, you know, I don't think I have grown as much in my faith the last 10 years as I have the last six months. What happened? It's just how it works. God's not going to heal what you hide, and we try to hide our real selves by avoiding people or avoiding problems, and you can't do either. This lady tried to do both, but I give her credit because she stuck around long enough to figure out what I'm trying to show you today. See, it took her a while to figure out who Jesus was. If you read the story carefully, she'll say Jesus is something. So like in verse 7 through 10, I think it's up here, she'll say Jesus is just a Okay, just a Jew. 
Then the story goes a little long, a little longer, and Jesus calls her out on her five husbands. We read that. And then she says that Jesus is just a... And I give her credit because she doesn't run. She sticks in there long enough to figure out by the end of the story, oh my gosh, verse 25 through 30, she says Jesus is this Jesus who knew everything about her. He was God. She finally saw Jesus for who he really was. And the bottom line that I'm trying to tell you is that if you're going to meet the real Jesus, you have to be the real you. If you're going to meet the real Jesus, you have to be the real you. Jesus wasn't afraid of her questions. He wasn't grossed out by her past. He wasn't hesitant because of her wounds. And you got to understand, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus isn't afraid of your questions. Jesus isn't grossed out by your past. Jesus isn't hesitant because some of the wounds you have. He is a good God. And you know, I got time real quick. I was thinking about how this lady... Why in the world would she be scared to be herself with Jesus? If Jesus wanted to run away, he would have already. Think about it. He already stopped where he shouldn't have. Everybody say where. He was a Jew in Samaria. Jews did not go to Samaria. They were racist. They would always go around it. But he was already a Jew in Samaria, stopping where he shouldn't have had to. And he was stopping for who he didn't have to stop for. Everybody say who. He was a Jewish rabbi. Talking to a Samaritan woman. Listen, a Jewish rabbi, a Jewish teacher, talking alone with a Samaritan woman would have definitely hurt his reputation. But Jesus cared more about her heart than his reputation. And so I was sitting there thinking, why is she scared to be herself with him? If he wanted an excuse to leave, he would have just left based on the fact that she was a woman, she was a Samaritan, or he was in Samaria. He had all the reasons. But when I don't want to be real with God, I flip it on myself. And I say, hold on, Jeffrey, why don't you want to be real with God or with his people? He already went where he didn't have to go, a cross. What kind of king do you know trades his crown for a cross? They don't. And he already stopped for who he didn't have to stop for, sinners. He didn't have to stop for us. He could just let us die and go to hell, but he didn't. He knew everything about us, and the Bible says he who knew no sin became sin, ruined his reputation, because at the end of the day, he cared about our heart, more than his reputation. So, I ask myself, Jeffrey, <laughs> why can't you be real with God? If he wanted an excuse to run away from you, he would have done it by now. And you got to ask yourself the same thing. Why aren't you going to be real with him? If he wanted an excuse to run away from you, he would have done it already by now. But he didn't have an excuse to run away from you. He made every effort to run to you. To say, when you're at your lowest, when you are that lady at the well who has a past that you don't want anyone to know about, or, or even if it's not that dramatic, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to be here for you. Don't avoid people and don't avoid problems because when you bring them to the Lord, he will heal them. And you're going to see what this lady does next week. But let, as I end, just know that when you're the real you, you get the real Jesus. Three things. Everybody say three things. As I close, they're very quick to the, apply this to your life. First of all, be your real self with God. That means pray honest prayers. It means ask honest questions. Second, find people who know what's going on with you. That means if you are in church and you're really trying to live for God, you need people, not a ton of them, two, three of them, that you can actually talk to about what's going on in your life and that care about you aren't going to push you away and are going to try to lead you closer to God. And number three, 
be someone who really knows what's going on with others. Don't just take and take and take and take all the love. You got to give it. Be someone who's a listening ear. Be someone who's a good friend to somebody else who doesn't push them away with their past but gives them godly advice. Everybody say, be real. Find people. Be someone. We'll continue this lady's story next week, but know that if you're going to meet the real Jesus, you got to choose real over real. Don't avoid people. Don't avoid problems. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. God, I thank you that you're doing something in these high schoolers' lives. God, I thank you that you're showing them more and more every day who you are. God, that you're not afraid of what they're walking through or the things that they've done, but you're here for them. You want to, uh, God, show them who you are and show them a life that they never thought they could live because they have you in control. Hey, before we leave, staying in this attitude of prayer, I have two questions for you. Here's the first one. If you're in here and you say, Pastor G, the truth is, man, I don't even know that if I were to die today, I would go to heaven. I don't know if Jesus is my Lord and Savior, but today I want to ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my life, and I want to make a commitment to really follow him. If that's you, on the count of three, would you just raise your hand right where you're at? You say, that's me. I want to follow Jesus. One, two, three. Awesome. Awesome. If you're in here and you say, Pastor G, the truth is at one point I was following God, but I have not been following him. I've kind of turned my back on him. He has not been a priority for me. But today I know I need to rededicate my life to him. If that's you and you say, that's me, I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. On the count of three, would you just raise your hand? One, two, three. Awesome, awesome. I see those hands, see those hands. Well, let's do this. Put your hand on your heart. And everybody repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a Savior. Thank you for loving me when I didn't care about you. Thank you for running me down when I was running away. Make me new. And if I fall, give me the grace to get back up. Put people in my path who will lead me towards you. I believe that you are Lord. In Jesus' name. Everybody say it. Amen. Hey, will you give a hand clap to those people?